Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just lift our hands to Him. You are good. You are good, Jesus. You are good. We praise you, we worship you, we lift up your name. You are good in the face of every difficulty, in the face of every challenge, on our good days and on our bad days. You are good, you are good. And you are here. And we worship you, Jesus. We worship you. We praise you, Jesus. Come and fill this place, Jesus. Come and fill it with who you are, Father. Come and fill it with the tangibleness of your presence, of your life, of your love, of your joy, of your peace, Father. For in your house there is fullness of life, and in your house there is fullness of joy. Father, in your house, in your house there is love, and in your house there is joy, and in your house there is victory and goodness without end. So, Father, we say, come, Father. We say, come, Father. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord God, in your house. There is joy. There is life. There is victory. There is freedom in your house, Jesus, where you are. And you have welcomed us in to your house. You have opened the door and you say, come into my house. And in my house, you will find rest for your souls. And in my house, you will find deliverance. And in my house, you will find healing for your heart. And in my house, you will find a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I welcome you in to my house. In my house, there is no fear. And in my house, there is no dread. In my house, there is no bondage. And I welcome you in to my house. Jesus, you welcome us in to your house to where you are and where you abide and where you dwell and I thank you Father I thank you I praise you we come before you today We step in, Father. You are the fountain of life, the wellspring that never runs dry. And you say, come. You say, come. Jesus, 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 what are we apart from you, Jesus? What do we have if it does not come from you, Jesus? You are, you are, Jesus. You are the great I am. You are. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. The great I am. We worship you. Father, I worship you. Father, I praise you. Father. Father. Father, Ramaha Sende Bahande, Father, Remani Messiam Danamande Ribera Sundo, Father, Yone Mena Shandanamo Ramaha Semando Ribari Sande, Father, Remani Mianda Ramo Shandanamo Sotomande, Father, Yende Mahashemamande, Remani Moso Mahasemosete, Remayanda Namahasiandomande, Remayando Bashemesiande, Remasondomande, Remayanda Namahasiandanamasende, the wellspring of life, Remashamasiandai, Remamayanda Mashamamasende, Remana Masia Kanamaso, Remashemahai, your door is always open, Shama Masemende, your river is always flowing, Shamana Mayai, Remamosoho, Remashekeme, Ramamasehe, Ramashamamahai, Ramamashebabahai, you are without end, Shamamamo, there is no limit to you, God, Shemame, Ramamosoho, Remashakama Masora Basheva Basare Beshe, Remaro Mahai, Romamahase in you I know life, Remashebahai, Roboseke, Remasahai, Remashemamamaho, Wellspring, Remamase, Romoshamamahai, Jesus, Roshehe, Hoshamamaho. Ramama say father Rama say Oh Father Father Thank you Jesus Thank you You can be seated Father we love you we worship you we thank you that you are here and um, I want to share with you a picture I had about a year ago. And in this picture, Jesus, the bridegroom, was standing in the room opposite us, his bride. His eyes were fixed on hers. The bride was looking around the room, distracted by many things. As she turned her gaze towards him, as her eyes fixed on his and came into alignment with his, all the other distractions, the fears, the situations, the worries, the things that would try and steal his place began to fade away into the background and he became prominent. He became at the forefront, magnified, and all else seemed to fade away into the background. And I wanted to share that picture with you because I believe that our relationship, our fellowship, our intimacy with God is what prayer is, is what prayer is built on. It's where our thoughts become mixed with his thoughts, where our heart is shared with his heart, where our mind is shared with his mind. It's in that place that we connect with God. It says in 1 Corinthians, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? that he lives on the inside of us. Emmanuel, God with us. Not God far off, but Emmanuel, God with us and God in us. The God who made the universe and all that we see, the God who speaks, the God of dreams and visions and miracles lives on the inside of us. That we are dwelling places of him. It says in Ephesians, but now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Once we were separated, once we were disconnected to God, but now we have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
And just as we were praying, I believe that as we connect with God, peace begins to flow. As we connect with Him, hope begins to flow. As we connect with Him, faith arises in our hearts and the mountain shrinks as He is magnified. The noise and the other voices of life begin to get less as He is magnified in that moment. And we begin to hear what he says and we begin to connect with his heart and as we connect with him the fountain of life those rivers flow from him into us and through us his fullness in us father we thank you that your fullness is in us all that you are is in us the fullness of life your joy your peace, your wisdom, your courage, your life. All that you are, Jesus, lives on the inside of us. And as we tap into his life, we begin to leak out hope. We begin to leak out peace. We begin to leak out joy to where there is dry and parched ground, to where there is hurting hearts. We begin to leak out who he is, not in our own strength or in our own ability. We don't have what the world needs, but he has what the world needs. And as we connect with him, as we spend time with him, it's like those rivers begin to flow out of our lives touching the dry areas of life and he calls us to come and taste and see that he is good every day come and taste and see that I am good and I love in Jeremiah it says but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts I will be their God and they shall be my people no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least to the greatest, says God. Thank you, Father. That no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. Father, thank you that we can know you. Thank you that you have come to live on the inside of us, that you have come to make your home on the inside of us. And when I was growing up, my idea of God was very much, he was up there somewhere and I was down here. And I never knew that I could have a personal relationship with Jesus. I never knew that this God I had read about in the Bible who performed amazing miracles and did amazing things, I never knew that I could know him personally. And that is what he has for each one of us, that we can come and know him personally. And Jesus says in John 4, Jesus answered and said to the, the woman at the well, that whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And in Isaiah, he says, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. For why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? That we can come into his presence and connect with him. That we can drink of the fountain of life. That we are not alone. That we were not made to do life on our own. That there is a place that we can go that is just for us and him. Our secret place with God where it's just you and him and him in you. Our tent of meeting. And I love in the story of Exodus with Moses, he takes his tent and he pitches it outside of the camp. And he calls it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. And the Lord spoke with Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And the Lord spoke with Moses face to face 
as a man speaks to his friend. And Moses goes on to say, show me your glory. And the Lord says to him, I will make all my goodness pass before you. So it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and I will cover you with my hand. And there is a place in him where all his goodness passes us by. There is a place that he is places in, in the cleft of the rock in Christ Jesus, where his goodness, his love, his comfort, his wisdom passes over us. The fountain of life, the wellspring that never runs dry, that place of intimacy with him where we are connected and his presence begins to flow through us and in us. And I love that in our weakness, then we are strong. You know, sometimes I can come to God and I feel so in lack or so in need. But in that moment, when I am weak, then he is strong. When I am fearful, he is my courage. When I can't, he can. When I get worried and full of anxiety, he is the prince of peace. The one who causes us to overcome and do that which we thought we couldn't do. When we don't know what to do, he says he is our wisdom. That he is the way, the truth, and the life. And with man, it is impossible, but with God, it is possible. With him, we come and drink from the fountain of life. And I, I, a few months ago, I was just spending time with God, and I had this picture of, of a river just coming down. And he said, Jen, every time you spend time with me, it's like this river goes and it touches you and it flows out of your being. It's like the blood in your veins. You need it to live. You need it. When you need my peace, I'm there for you. When you need my joy, I'm there for you. When I need your wisdom, he's there. And all I need to do is go and be with him and learn to receive of who he is. There is a depth in God that he is calling us and inviting us into. We've heard so many times about this call to intimacy. And in Psalm, it says, Psalm 42, it says, Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. Deep calls unto deep that there is a depth that he is calling us into. There is a deeper place in him that he is opening up for his church. And in that story of Moses, you know, Moses said he wouldn't go if the presence of God didn't go with him. He said, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. And I love that because Moses was basically saying, if you're not moving, I'm not moving. If you're not going, I'm not going. Because God, I need your presence in my life. I need you, God. That there was a need and a dependency that Moses had and that we can have as well that says, God, I need you. I need you, God. Horsham needs you. This nation needs you. Our neighbors need you. Our children need you. God, we need you. I don't believe it's wrong to be needy in that sort of way that every day, God, we say, God, I need you. The moment my feet touch the ground, I need you, God, today. I need you, Holy Spirit. I need you, Father. I depend on you, God. For without you, I cannot, but with you, I can. For by my God, I can run against a troop and I can leap over every wall. With him, he causes us to do that which we couldn't do. And in this picture of the rivers, I've had it for a few years and it's just this river going out. It talks about it in Ezekiel 47. It says that it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. And there will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the rivers go. And that's a picture of us in him and him in us, that wherever we go, his rivers of life touch that which is empty they touch the dry and barren places. They touch our neighbors' lives. They touch the hopeless, the rejected, the needy, those that have lost their way. Those rivers flow out. That he has made us to be channels of his fullness. 
that we are a house of prayer, a gateway of heaven, of him, of all that he is, his church and his body, a gateway of heaven that let his kingdom come and his will be done, doors of who he is to those around us. And it says in Isaiah, and as these rivers flow, then the wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. For water shall birth forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. It's God in us and God through us. I love that Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. For without me, you can do nothing. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. It's this life of surrender that he is the well. He is the fountain of life. We are not. And Jesus said to his disciples in Luke, I'm sending you the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. But you are to remain in the city until you are clothed, fully eclipsed, equipped with power from on high. And if they needed the Holy Spirit, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit? How can it be any different from us? And I believe like the enemy has tried to separate us, to disconnect us, to put our fire out, to cause us to shrink back. But God wants to restore that intimacy. He wants to strengthen our love connection with him. For without me, you can do nothing. But with me, you are fruitful. You are a tree planted by the river that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf will not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. And for me, intimacy with God is the foundation of where we pray from. It is what prayer is. I remember um, you know, being at Bible college and uh, not knowing anything but knowing that God loved me. And I went from not wanting to know God to wanting to spend hours with God. I fell in love with the presence of God, with who He is. And uh, I remember once somebody, um, it was a... a a guy who'd come over from America who was teaching at the time, and he prophesied over me that um, I would do lots of prayery stuff. And I remember thinking, he has got the wrong person. <laughs> like, he's meant to be prophesying over Karen. Like, I just remember thinking, because in my mind, my perception of prayer was something completely different. I thought you were going to lock me in a room somewhere, and that was it. And I was just going to spend my time speaking to the wall. And I never realized that prayer is connection with him. It is hearing his heart for another. It is hearing his will and his plan. I never realized that it was spending time with the God who is so great, yet at the same time, he's so intimate. He's so massive, but at the same time, he comes into our world. That I could stand there and be there in my living room. And the God who created the universe, all of a sudden is in that space. And I never realized that out of that place, he would want to show me and us things that are taking place and saying, hey, Jen, we can make a difference in this area. We can see a change in that person's life. We can see something different over there because my plans and my will are different to what is happening in that person's life. Hey, Jen, I want to open up your eyes so that you can see what I can see. You can hear what I can hear. And I never realized that is what it is. That it is connection with him. It is intimacy with him. In my little living room in Horsham, in the middle of nowhere, I can connect with a God who is all-knowing, all-seeing, all-hearing, who knows the end from the beginning, the Alpha and the Omega. And it says in Romans 8 that we don't know what to pray. I'm definitely there. Like we don't know what to pray. We come before him not knowing the answers, not knowing how to see breakthrough in that area or a life changed or a person's life come to know Jesus. But he knows. He knows. And he's given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us himself that we can see what he sees. 
And for me, it's so intimate that in that moment, I get to know my God a little bit more. I get to see his heart for another. I get to see his love for somebody I've never even met. I get to see his righteous anger for the injustice that might be going on in the world. I get to know my God a little bit better in that moment as the veil is taken back and I begin to see what he sees and I begin to hear what he hears. And at times his spirit would be impressed upon my spirit and you begin to weep for somebody you've never even met because God's love is so real and so strong for that person. And in that moment, I'm like, Father, thank you. I feel your heart for that person. I feel your heart, your strength, your words, the way you want to see such a change in somebody's life. And you come and you say to me, Jen, will you pray for that person? Will you join with my heart for that person? And we're joined to heaven. We get to join with heaven's will and heaven's plan and release it here on earth. We get to stand in the gap for our neighbors, for the lost, for our unsaved friends and family, for the broken, for the rejected. And we get to declare his purposes and his will. We get to speak heaven on earth in that place. And so many times I don't know what to pray and I don't know how to pray. And I come to God maybe in my frustration, maybe in my worry, maybe in my sadness. And that's okay. I start in that place. And then I say, God, show me. Show me. Open my eyes that I might see what you see. Holy Spirit, I can't handle what's going on at the moment, but you can. I don't know how to help this person at the moment, but you do. I don't know what to pray in this situation, but you do, God. You give me the words of life. And as I pray in your name, the name that is above every other name, that is above every principality and every power and every dominion that is named. As I pray in your name, things begin to shift and things begin to break down, not because of me, but because of your name and your word being released out of my mouth. Because of your authority and your power that you want to work through your church like a channel to release heaven on earth, a gateway of heaven, a door of God's goodness, a door of God's love, a door of God's joy and peace. You want to cause our lives to become like a door, like a window, like a gateway that says, hey, you might not know God, but I do. Hey, you might not know his love, but he lives on the inside of me. And I've called you to be a door. I've called you to be a gateway. A window so that people can see this is Jesus. This is Jesus. Not in ourselves. This is our God. In the story in Two Kings, I love this story. The king is about to send out an army to capture Elisha and his servant. And it says in verse 14, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And I love this bit. And the servant says to him, My master, what shall we do? And we often feel like that. The servant is panicking. He's probably stressed out, thinking they're going to die. And Elisha, he said to him, do not be afraid. There's a whole army around them wanting to defeat them. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open up his eyes that he might see. 
And then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, the servant, and he saw, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around. Sometimes our situation looks like it's going one way, but God can give us just one word, one glimpse, one view into heaven's perspective and everything changes. And in that moment, faith begins to rise up on the inside. Faith and hope begin to arise and say, but my God has said this. And we get heaven's perspective in that moment. We begin to call those things that aren't as though they are messengers, watchmen over our family, over our towns, over those around us. And I just want to finish with this. In in Esther 8, she goes before the king on behalf of her people to try and stop the evil plan by Haman. And she asks the king to revoke the plans of Haman. And she says, for how can I endure to see the evil that will come to my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my countrymen? And the king says to Esther, you yourself write a decree concerning the Jews as you please in the king's name and seal it with the king's signet ring. For whatever is written in the king's name and sealed with his ring, nobody can revoke. And I love this story because she goes out and she writes this decree and the couriers go out on horseback and the decree goes into every provenance. And this is a picture of his message, of his word in our mouths that as we decree it, it goes out into every provenance. It goes out into the airwaves. We come before our king and we seek his will and we pray in his name and we release his word out there. And I'm just going to ask you to stand with me. Haman had a plan and there was God's will. Haman was out there to try and steal the destiny from a people. And Esther stood in the gap. She stood in the middle She saw the evil that was planned by Haman to steal the destiny from a people. And then there was God's will. And she pleaded with the king and we know that God was behind it. And through Esther going to approach the king, the plans of Haman, the curse of Haman was broken. And I felt like God said to me that Haman is still out there. We might not call him Haman. The enemy is still out there. We just can't see him. And he is still trying to steal the destiny of a people. Whether that's your family, whether that's unsaved people all around us, whether it's this young generation, whether it's our town or our nation, Haman is still trying to do the same thing. And it is to steal the destiny off of a people. And like Esther, God has called us, the church, to be like Esther, to stand there in the gap and say, I've heard the plans of Haman. I've seen what he's trying to do, but I will not align myself with Haman. I will not agree with the plan of Haman. I will not stand back and let Haman have his way because God has said something different. And I choose to align myself with the will of God. And you can see Esther standing in the middle saying, I'm not agreeing with you, Haman. I'm not agreeing with the words over my children's life, over the words over this town, over the words over this nation. Whatever Haman has planned, the enemy would try and plan. We will not align ourselves. We will not agree. We will not succumb to you, Haman. We will not succumb to any other will, any other plan, any other agenda, but the will of our God and God. God has called his church to be like an Esther. To be like an Esther, to see the destiny of a people changed. Whether that's your children, whether that's your unsafe family and friends, whether it's this town or nation, God has called the church to be like an Esther. To stand in the gap and say, I will not allow it. As long as my God lives, as long as he is alive, he is ruling, he is reigning the name above every other name. I will not allow it. Because Haman 
is still out there, but he has no power compared to our God. And as God's word is placed in our mouth, it goes forth and it changes and it breaks the curse. It breaks the lie off of our children. It breaks the lie that says it's genetic. It breaks the lie that says there's no way out for you. And as I was praying over this, I had a picture and God showed me. It was like the enemy was playing the sound of the lullaby over the church. And he was trying to play the sound of the lullaby over the church that would cause her to shrink back, that would cause her to feel we can't make a difference, that would cause her to be drowsy. And then I heard the sound of the roar of the Lion of Judah. And as his roar went forth, it broke the sound of the lullaby. As the roar of the sound of the Lion of Judah began to roar out, his church began to arise. And it began to stand in its anointing, in its power, in its destiny, where Haman has also tried to steal the destiny of the church. The roar began to sound out. And the church began to arise. In his power, in his strength, in his victory. Where Haman has tried to steal the bride's destiny. The roar went out. And it broke the sound of the lullaby. It broke it, it broke it, it broke it. It broke the sound, the lion of Judah, the roar, the name above every other name. Oh God, Emmanuel. Off of our family. Haman, we will not align with you. We will not agree with you. Get your hands off of our family. Off of our children. Off of our loved ones. Off of our town. Off of our nation. Let the sound of the roar of the Lion of Judah. You see, he's called us to contend and to stand in the gap. And there's some of you out there that people have spoken stuff over your children, over your family, over your friends. And those words never came from God. They never came from His heart. They never originated in heaven. And they would try and steal the destiny of a people, the destiny of our children, the destiny of our nation. And Father, like Esther, we will not align And we will not succumb. And we will not give in. Because Father, we know you have another will. And you have another way. And you have spoken life. And just for a few minutes, we're just going to pray in the Spirit. Shiana mama sebehe.
Yonzo mashe masonzo masiti anamama satai. Remaso kumama sete mashite mamondo. Robashende masoto mashete. Remama has they bring that person before God. Remama sete mashete. Yonzo na mashaka masoto masse. Oh, Shebebe, Ramasoto Mashakandai, Yande Mashoto Masheke Messe, Oh, Shehe, Oh, Shahai, Yamama Masha Baba Baba Basehe, Church arise, Church arise, Shemama Mamo, Rababa Shebebe, Rabashakarabas Yandarababa Shaho, Ramama Masha Baba Basehe, Ramama Shakai, He's coming. 
can be against us. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for being our God. Thank you. Thank you. Our defender. The one who fights for us. Thank you. Thank you for your victory. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, God. With man, it is impossible. But with you, God, with you, Father, you never leave us, you never forsake us. The God who is all around us, Father, thank you. Thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.